0: Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian.
1: And I am your co-host, Austin. Welcome, friends.
0: Yes, I I think last week I made the very brash statement that fall is coming. Um,
1: oh yeah, you said the leaves are changing.
0: <laughs> we have been proven wrong, because it is a billion degrees this week. And I think we're gonna die. Are you yeah, drinking that's true. hot coffee right
1: now? No, I'm drinking hot tea actually. Because that makes it so much better. Uh, yeah, hot beverages cool you down.
0: I have heard that, but I'm I'm not really sure if I believe it.
1: I keep saying it, so. That's what I tell people. Regardless if it's true or not, I've said it many times.
0: <laughs> Good. That's how I live my life it all is, the time. It
1: uh, is green tea and ginger.
0: Nice, very healthy and
1: yeah I, I'm trying to live my best vegan actually, I was vegetarian today. Nice not
0: vegan i I was not I was definitely not vegan either, probably, but anyways, um anything else this week that's interesting besides the fact that you're vegetarian for the day?
1: Yeah, I made some very poor eggs. I don't know what happened. I think my pan was too hot, and they immediately made that film against the yeah. bottom of the pan.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I had to, like, scrape it off. So that was mm-hmm. a disaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you uh, use any butter or anything to help it not stick? No, I guess. You got also a, should get a nonstick I pan. I haven't.
1: I got a nonstick pan. Ugh, I was so bummed. I went out to my car to look for my nonstick pan mm-hmm. because I, I, I just have things in my car. You haven't moved out of your car no, yet? No, no, no. I have almost everything out of my car.
0: You finally have an apartment and you're still living as a
1: homeless man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there are only a few things that are left still in my car. One of them okay. was my nonstick pan. So I thought, turns out I had left it at Jonathan's. No. And now he has my nonstick pan. Or someone has my nonstick pan. It's so not me.
0: Did you go out and buy another nonstick yeah, pan? Yeah, I went
1: to Walmart, bought a pan walked around the store looking for bookends I went to like three different employees <laughs> and asked them do you, you guys have bookends even. and they're like uh what are bookends and I'm like guys y'all come on now and then finally I got to this one guy and he says yeah I'm pretty sure we don't have those and I was like yeah, oh tell me goodness. about it I've been around this store so many times and there are no bookends uh, I, I so I was at the book sale and mm-hmm. I, I said hey book sale ladies do you guys have bookends and they're like we do have bookends but they're not for sale. You can't have them. I'm
0: like, what? Oh my. Come
1: on, I would pay for them. Like Right. So uh, there's apparently a shortage of bookends.
0: You should make your own bookends.
1: Yeah. Out of wood,
0: out of anything. I'm sure you could like go on Pinterest and find some great recipes. <laughs>
1: I'm sure I could. Uh, or Etsy, even.
0: Yeah. Although, usually you have to buy things on Etsy, don't you? No, or no, just no. no. Get just,
1: just look at it. Inspect it yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, steal their, their designs.
0: Nice. That's good. That's good.
1: So then I walk out at this Walmart just <laughs> carrying a pan. <laughs> and I feel so stupid. <laughs> I'm standing in checkout, and everyone's at Walmart because the students just moved in. Oh, worse!
0: Do they not have self checkout?
1: Oh, they did have self checkout, but I had parked at I had parked on the the other side of the store. This that, mistake. self I, 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 I wanted to park near where I knew the pans were.
0: I guess.
1: And self checkout was a was a monster.
0: Was because of all the people moving in. Yeah, back to
1: and they were all hip millennial. They're like post millennials. They don't even want to go to the, the cashiers. They just want the self-checkout. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Oh my! And then the eggs didn't even turn out that good.
1: No, and then the eggs were terrible. So the whole trip was a bust. Yeah, I just I need to have my pan not as hot next time.
0: Nice.
1: I I also made some nachos, uh, and then. <laughs> Do you have a
0: microwave?
1: Up, no, I did not have a microwave, so oven. I used an oven. Nice. Uh, I ended up in way too many fantasy football f- leagues this year. Uh, so did you
0: make nachos to, like, get in the spirit of things?
1: Or? I, yeah, I, I'm in this draft, and I'm like, I need to have snacks here. So I fired up the oven and made myself some nachos. They were delicious. I put the original buffalo sauce buffalo sauce on nice. them. Um, and then I was on the phone with Dad, eating these nachos, and I felt so bad because <laughs> I I had my headphones in with a mic, so I know oh for goodness. sure he heard me eat this entire plate of nachos right in his ear. Um, and so, so sorry to all the commissioners who are listening to this. I don't think Daryl listens, so I could Daryl emails me like earlier this week, and he's like, "Hey Austin, sign up for this league." I was like, uh,
0: how many leagues are you in? Three. Wow. What's the third league? Some other league that I'm not in?
1: The church one. I'm still in that oh, one.
0: You're still in that one? dude. Yeah. you got to get out of that
1: one. Yeah. I got a B on my draft.
0: What? Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's the first B I've ever gotten in fantasy football and in school. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, anyway, man. do you do anything this week?
0: So far this week, I have watched a lot of soccer. So, in order to fulfill my recommendation, I've been watching the Premier League and following the Premier League. Although I think that I am cursed or have brought a curse upon the lovely West Ham United, so I've decided.
1: Seems unlikely. It does
0: seem unlikely, but I have so traditionally West Ham United has been a fairly decent team. Um, except for this year, I have decided to root for them. Mm. Um, following in the footsteps of, of one, Dean Thomas, Dean Thomas. Um, and so I, I decided I'm rooting for West Ham in the Premier League this year. And they start off their season, their first three matches, losing three games.
1: Oof. They
0: are they are at the bottom of the table. Oof. They're the only team in the league to have lost their opening three matches. Mm. Um, and so I, I am convinced that they will lose and, and be relegated just because I have decided to watch them. Um, but then I, I had an interesting um, transition for the soccer match. So I watched lots of Premier League soccer this weekend. And then Sunday, like I think Sunday night, we were just like waiting around for a preseason football game to start or something like that. And so oh. we like... Well, yeah, and then I instead of doing nothing, I decided to switch over to an MLS soccer game.
1: Uh, <laughs> mistakes. Which, which so many mistakes you, made. Which let
0: me tell you, MLS is bad. We all know this. Yeah. But when you have watched like a whole weekend full of Premier League English Premier League soccer, you yep. really figure out how bad the MLS is. Yeah. Um. Anyways, and then to cap it all off, Monday. I am at uh, the University of New Hampshire, because our community group has just started up again, um, which I'm very excited for, and, and after our meeting, we decided to go to the UNH soccer game, because it was still cool. going, so we caught the second half of that game. So I went from, like, in the span of like three days, I went from English Premier League, MLS, to D1 soccer. Actually, I don't even know if their soccer is D1. I'm assuming it is, but I don't actually know. UNH is a
1: pretty big school, right?
0: Um, It's like 15,000 students.
1: Oh, that's not that big. It's not that
0: big. Um, I mean, it's big there than what I'm used to, but on a scale of, like, state schools, yeah, it's pretty small. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of been my week, and now I'm trying to not die because it's a billion degrees. That's jobs. a good
1: call, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that. I I was really hoping it would be nice and like cool all the time since I'm back in New York. Mm-hmm. No such luck.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I hear that.
1: But what I wanted to talk about this week is uh basically what what is patriotism? Uh mm-hmm. what constitutes patriotism? And for me what what spurred this discussion it's basically the, the death of John McCain. He passed away on Saturday, um, I think at the age of 81. And for those of you who aren't familiar, John McCain was a senator from Arizona, uh, was captured during the Vietnam War and tortured. Um, the last American hero, according to every news outlet ever. Mm-hmm. Um he was a presidential hopeful in 2000 the uh Republican nominee in 2008 uh eventually lost to Barack Obama but a great man who uh who passed away and so mm-hmm.
0: uh I didn't know I didn't know he had brain cancer
1: yeah yeah or I did know
0: that and forgot which yeah in that situation, anyways, we got it's assumed I guess that just means I didn't know
1: anyways so uh what got me thinking about this is so i've I read um the righteous mind as I talked about last podcast and and in that it talks about patriotism a lot, and so um one thing that that Trump did which struck me as bold um he and McCain are not friends. Uh, John McCain asked that Trump not be at his his funeral, um, and invited George Bush and Barack Obama to speak at his funeral. So, wow. Not so. This is not like a one-sided Trump thing. But Trump uh, re-raised the flag from half mast at the White House uh, Monday. So that sparked all kinds of controversy because normally you would keep the flag at half-mast until the burial of someone of of McCain's stature, to quote some article that I read. Um, and then it was re-lowered after the backlash to unlowering the flag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so this got me thinking about a an article that I read... Um, couple months ago, I guess last month, and the title is provocatively Donald Trump is Not a Patriot. Um, it's on the Atlantic, of course. Uh, and so it starts off saying, in 1945, George Orwell distinguished between nationalism and patriotism, and they, they're they going on to say Donald Trump is a nationalist but not a patriot. And so this is Orwell's definition of naturalis- nationalism, uh, inseparable from the desire for power Uh, They think solely or mainly in terms of competitive prestige. His thoughts always turn on victories, defeats, triumphs, and humiliations. So, I'm not going to disagree that Donald (laughs) Trump is a nationalist. Uh, But then George Orwell says, Patriotism uh, is devotion to a particular place and a particular way of life which one has no wish to force on other people. So, okay, that's what George Orwell says. The author of this article, um, Peter Bernard, Bernard, he says that this is implying that uh, hmm. this implies that you should be you should be subservient to the country, um, and because uh, Trump is not willing to make sacrifices for his own country. Or he's not willing to um, compromise his own interests for the interests of the country. That does not make him a patriot. But I like I disagree with that. If I if I'm sticking with George Orwell's definition of patriotism, mm-hmm. it, I feel like he, he's he's extrapolating patriotism to be what he means, and then saying Trump does not meet that. So, so
0: read again what Orwell says about patriotism.
1: He says it is a vote, devotion to a particular place and a particular way of life, which one has no wish to force on other people. That's to contrast with nationalism.
0: Nationalism. And so, so you're saying the author of this article is, is taking his own definition of patriotism, enforcing that on Trump, or yeah, saying that Trump does not measure up to his own personal definition of patriotism. Right,
1: cuz just looking at this definition of patriotism, I don't know how you can say that Trump isn't a patriot. He's definitely devoted to a particular place in a particular way of life.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, like in in a lot of ways that was like how he got elected, right? Because he right. was he was very much devoted to the hard-working American dream and not only like is that's how he got elected, but that's kind of how he made his money. Kind of.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's like the foundation. Like, America first. Uh, how I to, to me, that's nuts to say that that is not a devotion to a particular place in a particular way of life. If anything, like, other than the being obsessed with winnings and losses, Trump to me seems more interested in make making america that place and time or place and way of life than he is of forcing that view on other nations
0: well i that's i look at it differently i guess i i'm looking at his his saying america first and making america great and the world standard makes him more nationalistic but he's not but it takes away from his patriotism at home. So patriotism. Uh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm wrong in what I'm saying.
1: So, this, What what is patriotism then? Uh, well, Google didn't
0: help me at all. It said like the act of being patriotic, and then it said something like seriously something about like seriously devoted to one's country or something like that. So I thought that was kind of not a great. Definition. Um, I think there's probably like several definitions of patriotic. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that uh, Orwell's definition is very interesting in the last bit about not forcing it on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was very interesting because or, that seems to be this distinction between nationalism and patriotism for his in his mind for him yeah and and if that's the case then our then our country i would say as much as as a whole is more nationalistic than it is patriotic Absolutely. um because i feel like in our country there's a, is a lot of pressure to be patriotic which i think would fall under his definition of nationalism um so I don't remember so I would say I would say devotion to your country over anything else I don't know that's just kind of off the top of my head definition
1: okay uh, so I would say we're more nationalistic from this definition of national nationalism and patriotism as a country no I agree um, because we we have the expectation that everyone f- falls into the the liberal order post world order um, so so uh, yeah i I just disagree with this article, and I think it's it 's being unfair to what many people consider patriotism
0: right. Be, because even even if you think about it globally, and maybe this is what you're getting at, we d- we do not think as a country, or we don't act as a country, if is if we're not going to force our beliefs on other people, right? Basically, right. what we've done for the last how many years is go around and try to make other countries democracies like we are, or mm-hmm. re- democratic republics. Um, and so, like... Our actions by that by Orwell's definitions are extremely nationalistic and hardly patriotic at all I mean but but I don't I don't necessarily I don't it's hard to make a distinction because we are very devoted to our country at the same time even if it manifests itself more nationalistically
1: so I think I think it's an interesting like uh, overlapping uses of the flag code that get to what I think is just like two fundamental different understandings of the American way of life
0: Mm
1: -hmm. which I I think is really why this author says Trump is not patriotic because what he views as the the way of life to be devoted to is not the way of life that Trump thinks people should be devoted to Mm -hmm. um So people are are defending Trump saying that the flag code says the flag code is the proper way to treat um, the American flag. I don't think it's actually a Mm -hmm. law, but it might be. Um, It says that after a senator dies, you uh, lower the flag to half-mast for the day and the day afterward. Um, So... Monday rolls around, boom, the flag goes back up to, to full staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other time that I've hear, heard anyone talk about the flag code in the last two years is uh, with the NFL. And the protest started by Colin Kaepernick to kneel during the, the national anthem of football games um, to protest the inequality of minorities, especially African Americans in America. Um, mm. So I think that really gets at because like the Trump side says these people are not being patriotic. Right. So I, I think it, that shows it's two different understandings of what patriotism is.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, if I keep going back to the idea of like if patriotic is not forcing your beliefs on somebody else, like that completely flies in the face of the whole um, kneeling for the anthem, right? Because it's like to say that it's patriotic to you have to stand up in for the national anthem goes against the Orwell's definition of what it means to be patriotic, because you're forcing that onto somebody else. Where it could be patriotic for them to kneel at the anthem. And not using that definition.
1: I don't... Well, it it depends on... Uh, I guess, like... Can you... Does patriotism necessarily mean everyone is patriotic in the same way? Like, can you be patriotic in conflicting ways?
0: I would say so, because I think patri- patriotism and probably nationalisticness is individual, right?
1: Uh, no.
0: No. So there yeah. is a definition that applies to every single person.
1: Uh, well, I don't like how. How can they? How can they it, be individual? Because if it's 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 like necessarily a group thing
0: but if 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 to be devoted to something can't that look different from one person to another maybe so if i am devoted if i'm a part of a sports team and i am devoted to winning the game my role may look different, and so my actions are going to look different than somebody else who plays a completely different role than I do. And so that dedication and devotion is displayed differently.
1: Well, but like, so people say kneeling for the flag is like ruining America, and people say not like trying to suppress that is also ruining America but both of them see that as devotion to America so like can those can the, that like conflicting view of patri- like how do you do you just ignore what other people do
0: I don't think so so I think in this case Again, I, I don't want to claim to be an expert or know anything about everybody's thoughts on why they kneel or why those people don't kneel. But I think basically it's there's like two sides of the coin. There's the people who are saying by kneeling for the National Anthem that is disrespectful to the people that have served our country um, and have died for our nation's freedoms. And then there's the other side where people are saying um, our country is built on freedom of speech Standing up, peaceful protests are um, not always peaceful protests, um, and basically fighting for our freedoms by standing kind of against um, what may have been the norm. So, in a sense, because I would say, in a sense, they they're both being patriotic, right? But they're being yeah. patriotic about different things. So. And they, those things just happen to overlap in the, at the point of kneeling for the national anthem, or the, about the national anthem. So I I don't think that everyone. I, I again I don't I don't want to speak for everyone, but I don't think that the people kneeling for the national anthem are are saying, no I don't care about any of the people that died to for the freedoms that I have, and I don't think that the people. Um, who are, well, maybe they do say this, but the people who are saying, like, no, that is disrespectful, would say that free speech is something that's bad for or unpatriotic. So, so I guess my point is that it, they aren't conflicting. You have two things that are both patriotic and potentially right, but they're just clashing heads over something that seems to be in an overlap of those two
1: ideas so can you be like intranational nationalistic
0: can you explain what you mean
1: so like uh, th- that that comes down to like two different views of what America means, right mm-hmm so if the people who think America means this thing or trying to force that on others, is is that in-nation nationalism? I would say
0: it's, yeah, I would say it's nationalism because you're trying to tell me that I can't do this even though I'm doing it because I, I am patriotic, but you're saying, no, you're wrong, and so you're doing it wrong, and so you have to do this in order to be patriotic. I would say that that is like that would be nationalism by... Who's his name's definition?
1: Orwell. Yeah. Um, that's just that's a weird. I don't know. I, I feel like it's hard to have a non-standard definition of patriotism without people clashing over what it means to be patriotic, right?
0: Right, and and I again, I I don't know. I go back and forth because I don't think that either of these two groups or these two sides are necessarily not following that broader definition of patriotism. Um, I would say that the problem is is that they're they're doing it in a way that some people view as conflicting ideas or conflict conflicting demonstrations of that patriotism i don't know if that really answered your question or added to your thought
1: yeah i mean it just yeah i just feel like we're we're like missing the the fundamentals i guess like what is it what like what does america mean um that, like, that's the root of patriotism, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is what America means, let's do this, but I there seems to be a big divide over what America means. And and that's why I say, that's why I feel like this author can say, Trump's not a patriot, uh, because he's dedicated to a very different vision of what America means than I'm assuming this author is.
0: Maybe... Because I still think that both of these people, both of these groups are dedicated to one aspect of what it means to be an American patriot. Um, So maybe the issue is that you can't just be gung-ho about everything? I don't don't think that's true. I, I still think that this is just one instance where something has... That, the, that these two paths have crossed in ways that it doesn't normally cross.
1: But what about, like, uh, media? Um, I was watching a video about um, Trump voters a year after Trump. It was uh, The Guardian made it. And they were saying uh, the fake news... They didn't actually say fake news, media... Uh, is always saying these horrible things and bashing Trump, and they're like, uh, "Where's your respect? He's the president of the United States." I thought that was maybe hypocritical, given what many people have said about President Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, but that um, my main, but that that's that's another example, right? People who are uh, working in the press or in the media think they are being patriotic. In saying, here are some new things about Trump, but these people are, are say that's not patriotism. That's uh, going against the president. I feel like it clashes all all over the place.
0: I think that then the then probably what the issue and what this what this issue that you are describing to me seems to illuminate more clearly is that people aren't patriotic they use patriotism to push forward what they believe to be true and to continue to hold the power that they have over other people um... so for instance in the in the back to the um the the kneeling for the national anthem thing. do you, why are people offended? Maybe it is because of people fighting for our freedoms and, and yeah, I'm very thankful for those people. Um, but are they just saying no, you're wrong or your patriot your display of patriotism is wrong because this is true because it continues to push my point and continues to, give me power over this situation the same thing with the media right I'm going to mm-hmm. continue to push what I see as the true view of patriotism not because I'm trying to be patriotic but just because I'm trying to push forward my agenda yeah, so that I can keep the, the power or continue to be right
1: yeah I, I agree I, I'm not I'm probably not alone but I'm probably not in a great crowd of Cohorts. when I say, okay, patriotism really, we need to say, what does America mean? And then go from there. It's probably much more often the, the opposite way. This is what I think of something, and mm-hmm. America says that's the way it should be.
0: Right, because America's right, right? So if I, if, I want, if I want an idea to be right, or if I want something to be right and good, then it needs to be patriotic because everything that is America and everything that is patriotism and 4th of July rawness, that's what's good. And so, like, in the idea... Or going back to Trump, right? Like, even if Trump is doing things that may not be patriotic, right? You just change the definition of patriotic to match what Trump's doing so Mm -hmm. that he can therefore be credited as this great American patriot.
1: Right, uh to me one of the weirdest things is when people say oh it's I'm glad Trump or like uh, some people say like if he did work with the Russians I'm glad he worked with the Russians just so we didn't have Hillary in office and to me that's like a a shockingly unpatriotic sentence but like it's for the commitment to what they think America should be so like it is a patriotic statement for them, but it's all like it's also out to. I think broader, it's not patriotism because we're just looking at a a small part of what it means to be America.
0: Right, right, and yeah, I like what you said too about how we we try to fit our. We don't we don't look at through the lens of of patriotism and through the history of patriotism to try to figure out how do we look at this new situation we look at this new situation and say how can we change patriotism or how can I emphasize this one aspect of patriotism so even when I talk about collusion with Russia which is like the most un-American thing that you could think of you can still put a positive like America first spin on it
1: right um, imagine if that if someone said that in the 50's right Right, they'd be like at the stake,
0: it's unheard of. Like, yeah, it's incredible. And I I think that's I think that's a really good point.
1: Um, I watched a video on the Onion, which mm-hmm. is is great. That it was during the Obama presidency, uh, right before the midterms, I think. And they're like, mm-hmm. should Obama blow the magical silver bugle to bring back the ghosts of the founding fathers? Uh, So then they have these people debating it and they say, yes, of course we should bring back their superior intellects so they can solve all the world's problems. Um, So and I think that's like okay, this is something I believe let's blow this magical bugle, get a ghost of a founding father quick and say oh look, this is what George Washington said one time, bam, fight me George Washington is always right. He and Ben Franklin went around with his electrifying rod and smote the British. Best John Adams quote ever, by the way.
0: Is that the one where he knew that that people were
1: going to read his writings? Yeah, yeah. John Adams said, no one's going to remember anyone except for George Washington and Ben Franklin. And they're going to get all the credit. We might as well be chopped liver.
0: At least, even back then, John Adams knew his place.
1: You knew it, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is terrible, because John Adams was, so, like, so good for this country in a lot of ways, but just, like, did get shafted in so
1: many ways. Yeah, he was a, he was an okay president, uh, and that, that was, like, his last, his legacy, even though it should be, like, yeah. the Declaration. Right, right.
0: Mm.
1: It's too bad. But anyway... Um. I guess my final question, as it often is, should we be patriotic?
0: Yeah, and and my question is is what do we do? How, what? Yeah, how do we how do we deal with this? Because, in a sense, yes, we should be patriotic. Um. Because I think that, in a lot of ways what this country was founded on is actually really good Um, which is is maybe just a classic thing for me to say as an american but but i think the important thing is not to is, is this idea that we finally i think we've kinda got to is that so often we we paint the picture of America's history based on what we want the future or what we want our answer to look like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so so yes we should be patriotic but but what that means is we need to be even more careful about how we go about that because what we have now changed patriot American patriotism to be is how, whatever I'm thinking that's patriotic Mm-hmm. Because I'm an American, and and I think that that is is backwards, and and so it gets away from the idea and what what is good about patriotism, right? I think I think in some ways that being patriotic is good because, in it, in its in a sense, it should force you to say, okay, let me view this situation in the way the founding fathers would view it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not not how okay, this is my view of the situation. How can I Frame something that they once said to fit um, right. my my objective. So, in a, in a lot of ways, it goes back to what we've said many times of just like look at the the bigger picture. Um, don't just um, take one view from from or like one view of what's happening and believe that. Um, but take it one step further. Don't don't only go out and, and get multiple sources and formulate your own opinion but even step outside of your own opinion and say, okay, what does this look like in the grand scheme of things? Is this actually, in in the confines of America, is this actually what this country is based on? Or is this what I believe now? And out of fear or whatever, trying to get power, I am now trying to make this framework of democracy into what I want it to be.
1: Mm -hmm. uh for me i hit peak patriotism probably in 2016 um i was really into hamilton at that time and like before in my life i had never been very patriotic Mm -hmm. and i don't consider myself to be very patriotic right now but i i think i think you're right in saying that um America has got a lot of good things going for it. Um, and so uh I I want to read the new run of Captain America. Um, because uh Tanahashi Coates is writing it. And mm-hmm. so he he's like very pessimistic about the idea of America, but Captain mm-hmm. America is he he Captain America is Loyal to the ideals of America, not the politics of America, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think would it would be very interesting to read that through Tanahashi Coates's lens, kind of. Anyway, um, so I think we should be like Captain America, and, and like what are the what are the ideals of America? Because they're better than any they're better than any implementation of them. So mm-hmm. how do we how do we try to get to those ideals? Um, yeah, uh, so uh, I, I still there are, to me there's more important things than America to be right loyal no, to. I agree. Um, so that kind of puts a damper on my patriotism. Right. Also, I'd like Mennonites have a long history of like anti-state rightness, um, so I like to follow in that tradition uh, but America America's pretty good uh, as far as as places go
0: but but I think even if you even if you extend it to Christianity right that the same thing happens yeah we we the, the same idea of saying okay here's my opinion here's what I think is right let me now fit that into the framework of the Bible or let me fit that into the framework of or of whatever and so if <laughs> the same thing applies and, and the same danger is there for even people people who I would say like us who are maybe even more patriotic to uh, like the kingdom of God rather than the kingdom of this country um, and so it's like we still need to have that same idea of okay how do I look through how do I look at a situation through these ideals mm-hmm. and n- instead of okay, let me formulate my opinion of this situation and then try to fit my ideals to that? I think that that same um, that same kind of potential pitfall also still applies in that situation right
1: which makes us very conservative saying that just for the record in what way just uh like uh, conforming yourself to a, an outside set yeah. of ideals. Like, um, like, um... That, that that's like classically conservative, not right. like the modern the modern American conservatism, which is still liberalism. But anyway, <laughs> it's just a different type of liberalism. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wikipedia is a great resource.
0: Not for your papers, but for gaining knowledge.
1: yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Any uh, other final thoughts? Um read the righteous mind. It's it's great. Um yeah, like it, I, it it helps to break down that just like gut reaction. Okay, these people are wrong and they're unjustified in saying that in In their wrongness, they're unjustified in whatever they believe. Mm -hmm. It's a more graceful approach to say, okay, I disagree with you, but here's why they think that. Mm -hmm. Which I think is what this author is missing. It's like, okay, I disagree with Trump. Boom, he's unpatriotic. Right. But it's like his commitment is just to a different type of, a different vision of America. Right.
0: And and I think that that is kind of where we are now is that and I mean I guess I can't really speak for what years past have been but it seems like where we are in politics now is like we're trying to change the trajectory of America and we're trying to and and, and we're trying to go about it in a way that is we're trying to repaint history in order to fit the trajectory that we want it to go, mm-hmm. um, and and so we, I think you see it on both sides, and I think that in a lot of ways paints the picture of Trump perfectly, right? And and so by our definition, Trump isn't patriotic because he very he doesn't. I mean, I feel like he all the time is like saying, "This is what I believe," and so now this is how it fits yeah. into being patriot. This is how it yeah. fits into being American. Um, and 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 so yeah i think that that it's interesting to see that that seems to be the trajectory as opposed to maybe back at the beginning of this country where it much it was much more focused on here's our ideals what does that mean how do we then use those to direct the the way that we interact with the world mm-hmm.
1: i i think that's like a just a larger trend right this is how i feel how do i justify that yeah Yep. But so also my, my favorite, I think everyone's favorite part of John McCain's life, I don't know if it's everyone's, but it is many people's favorite parts of John McCain's life, is during one of the, I think it's like a town hall debate that they were having, and a woman steps up and says, like, I don't trust Obama. He's Arab. He's not American. And he's like, he takes the mic from her and says, no, man. Obama's a great man he's a he's a great American. I just disagree with him on fundamental issues and it's like, wow, that happened in two thousand eight like mm-hmm. how like what what happened
0: right um, a lot has happened. Did you read what Obama wrote? no after it it was pretty good. You should go out and and read it and find it huh? um yeah, it seemed to I forget if he... I didn't read all of it, but um, it seemed to kind of be along those similar lines of we may have disagreed and kind of been rivals at one point, but we still... like. He was also a great man.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Go out and find that.
1: Um, oh, and so final statement. It's Everyone's like, John McCain's the last American hero. And I'm just like, why? Like that's that's only us putting limits on ourselves, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's just be better people.
0: Right. It, it almost seems like a way of, of saying like it, it's, it, it almost is like the culmination of this is that the people of that generation of, of living with these, those Captain America type people don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. We now just have our Tony Starks, if you will, where it's like we have this idea of of what is true and what is right and now we're going to fit our morals to fit that. Um it it seems like kind of a an interesting transition and and almost kind of a sad one when you think about it that way. So s- stop be the next American hero, people. Mhm. We can all be Captain America.
1: Or non-American hero. Looking at you listeners in Ukraine.
0: Yeah be the Ukraine heroes
1: Ukraine needs some heroes right now so
0: be inspired all right on that note Austin recommendations for this week
1: uh so I was very excited that I was a week ahead for recommendations up until <laughs> now where uh, now we're recording back to back. Because you're going to be in Iceland, so fortunately I was yeah. a week ahead for my recommendations, and now I'm I'm blowing my lead here. Yeah. Um. In the next episode, so, uh, my recommendation for this week is uh, the second season. Oh wow! I have already rec- uh, This is like a cop out for me, but the second season of Atlanta, uh, yeah. directed and starring Donald Glover. Uh. It's great again. It, and I, I like it I don't know if I like it more but it, it's we, you see more of the world um, or you see more of the characters there's like two great episodes where uh, like Ern, who is Donald Glover's character the mm-hmm. main character he's not in them basically at all as, there's actually a lot like that but there's two mm-hmm. that just follow uh, Alfred aka Paperboy um, as he goes through his day there's one he's trying to get a haircut and it does not work out at all um one where he gets lost in the woods and like uh f- like deals with just like these uh, ruminations of his subconscious basically mm-hmm. um Vanessa uh which is Ern's baby mama uh that's like the best term for her, and I feel bad using that term, but um
0: it it gets the idea across. she has
1: lots of she has two just great episodes in this one uh Darius is once again my favorite character, and mm-hmm. I was like I was like challenged by Darius watching the second season. Darius is like the the weirdest character in the show, and there are there's a lot of weird things, but nothing is weirder than Darius, yeah. Uh, he's bit, like grilling something, and he hands this half a burger to Ern and says, "Be careful, it's very, very cold." <laughs> and I just lost it when he said that, because it's so—it's like that is that is absolutely the wrong thing to say there. But um, and the, but then he, he there's one episode where he he spends the whole time talking about the simulation hypothesis, uh, yeah. and it fits in really well, like just excellently with the episode because Van is at. Drake's house at a party but Drake's not there and people mm-hmm. are just posing with fake Drake's nice um but anyway there's I think it's in the last episode or the second to last episode Earns like Darius I know that you're at peace with everything but like I have these struggles and I'm like why are, Why am I not at peace with everything
0: there you go Darius bring it home to challenges
1: yeah Good
0: stuff. My recommendation. Do you have any others, or should I roll? roll no, I've got to
1: save them for tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I
0: need to. I need to figure mine out for tomorrow. Um, but my recommendation is for this week today, as I was working, I spent um, most of my day listening to the Avett Brothers or the Avett Brothers. I don't. Is it Avett? Brothers? I don't know.
1: I've always said Avett.
0: I'm gonna say Avett Brothers. And let me tell you. Um, so, I don't know how much of the avid Brothers you've listened to, but most of what um, I've listened to has been their most recent album. That's their worst. That's
1: their worst? I don't know if worst. it's their
0: worst, but... I, okay, this is my experience. So, today, I was like, man, I haven't listened to the avid Brothers in a long time. You know what I started doing recently, Austin? I started no. doing the stations on Amazon Prime Music. Yeah it's not a bad option to be honest um okay. you guys were like talking up pandora on vacation and yep. i can't get pandora at work i can get amazon prime music so i was like you know i'll just try these stations so anyway, i used to do like the modern folk station which is pretty good um and the ava brothers came on and i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to the ava brothers so i go on wikipedia because it's a great place to learn things and i'm mm-hmm. like Okay, which of these was the Ava Brothers' first album? I'm going to go and listen to their entire discography. So I go and find their first album, and I'm listening that to this. That is an I'm undertaking. Like, I'm like, this is terrible.
1: Their singing <laughs> is just absolutely atrocious. Their singing atrocious. is pretty poor sometimes. I'll, I'll admit that.
0: I'm like, they're like trying so hard to harmonize, and I, I, I appreciate what you're doing but how did these guys get famous and then so I make it through the first album and then half of the second album before like I'm like I can't do this anymore I gotta go back to what I know is good and so then I go to True Sadness which is my recommendation for this week Mm -hmm. which is their most recent album and I'm like these guys are brilliant like their voices are so good I don't know if it's just mixed really well and they're still terrible singers but they have people who can edit it really good or they took music coaches and they all of a sudden yeah. can sing really well now. But I'm like, this is great stuff. Like, well, I'm so glad that they got better. So maybe tomorrow I'll. Um, uh, have you listened I'll, to I and I Love and You? Yeah. So I think the problem is I went. You I went, went too extreme. early. Yeah. I went too extreme, um, and I need to kind of tone it back a little bit because I've I've heard a few songs from other albums and I'm like, you know, this is good too. So tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another go. Um, yeah. Might not start with the second album. Might go you know a little later on. But so but my recommendation for this week is True Sadness by the Abbott Brothers. Uh, it's just such a great album. Um, not only is the music good and the singing is good, but the the lyrics and the songs are fantastic. So you have you have like um, cheerys you know cheerful ditties. That are just great and make you smile. Ditties
1: is the right word. And then,
0: then they have like these really deep and kind of sad songs, and then they have other ones that just make you think about things a lot. And I'm just like, this is this is a really great album.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. My ladies, favorite song of theirs is uh, "Murdered in the City," which sounds dark when I say it, but it's, it's a great it song. It is
0: good. That's, that was the song that convinced me I need to listen to more than just their oh, yeah. newest album because it came on on the station and I was like wow this song is amazing Yeah, this is I a need great to listen song. to more of the Avett Brothers and apparently I just went too old you and did, so I, yeah. need to, I, I, I need to <laughs> not go so old next time so I'll, I'll let you know how that, how that venture goes
1: so I'm glad to know people can grow
0: people can grill.
1: grow grow not grill. Grow. People can't <laughs> I thought you grow.
0: I thought you were making another reference to Darius, and I was like, I don't oh. know how to follow along with this. But yeah, no, you no, can no, grow. No, 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 no. Be encouraged. You can get better at singing. You even can be if Captain America.
1: You're not... <laughs> you can be a great singer.
0: Yeah, man. The possibilities are endless.
1: You can be at peace with everything.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Be be inspired. Next week, we'll talk about how we all have become Captain America and the Avett Brothers and Darius. Yes. Until next time, we'll see you next week.